Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Happy Monday, everybody. Buongiorno to all my Italian friends. What a morning this is. What a glorious, glorious morning. It's not coming home. It's going to Rome. It's Monday morning, so it's time for the Monday Agenda Today On the channel, I'm going to be looking at the Brandon Soppy transfer, the Chris Ryer transfer to Brentford, why that's collapsed, the general lack of transfers going through at Celtic at the minute, and also looking at the pre-season games that we've had so far. But first, let's take the intro. It is time for the Monday Agenda, but before I get to that, I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who has subscribed to the channel so far. I passed 2,000 subs last week after the Monday Agenda, so I'm absolutely delighted with that. I do want to push forward and keep growing the channel, so if you do like the videos and you watch often, do hit the subscribe button below and like the video as well so more people can see them. So let's start with the Monday Agenda. So we'll start with the Brandon Soppy transfer. So the story here is that Celtic have pushed up their pursuit of Rennes right back Brandon Soppy. The 19-year-old is in the final year of his contract with the French club and he rejected a new offer to extend his contract by a year. Rennes are reportedly looking for around about 4 million for the right back. So I took a look at Brandon Soppy's stats on Scout, and I will stress it's over the course of nine games. The data is limited, so you cannot judge this player based on these stats alone, but I just wanted to get a grasp roughly what type of player he is. So he's only played nine games in the league for Rennes over the course of the season. You'd have to track him over the course of a full season for these stats to actually matter, but I just wanted to see what type of player roughly he was. So he's five foot eleven, and that is good news for Celtic if they do sign him because Celtic have been lacking height, lacking aerial ability in defence, and too often we've been signing really small players who would be good if Celtic were playing tiki taka, passing the ball around Barcelona football, but Celtic don't play that style of football. So they need someone a little bit more physical. They need someone a bit stronger. They need someone a bit taller than, say, Jeremy Frimpong or Greg Taylor. So five foot eleven is a decent size for a right back defensively. And bear in mind, it is only nine games over the course of the season. These stats are per ninety minutes, so it's an average over the course of those nine games. So per ninety minutes, he's won on average sixty three percent of defensive duels. Aerial duels won forty three percent. That's quite low. Attacking crossing accuracy of twenty five percent, which is still low. But also, Celtic have never had a right back or left back with great crossing accuracy. And again, this is over the course of nine games, so you can't judge him too harshly on that. Dribbling success of around fifty five percent, under one point zero touches in the opposition box. He's around zero point seven seven. So that's over the course of nine games. He's touched the ball less than one times per 90 minutes over the course of those nine games and general play his passing accuracy is 81% over the course of uh, per 90 minutes 
he overlaps quite a bit as you can see on this uh, heat map here he does overlap quite a bit but more importantly he is able to come inside as well as you can see he does come in a little bit more often than Alexa Jeremy Frimpong who hugged the touchline so that's good news he profiles as a player that Ange would probably want because he wants someone a little bit more dynamic who can do more than overlap so I think that Brandon Sapi would be a good signing based on the fact that he is mobile, he's strong, he's tall, he's young. There's loads of room to develop there. Four million does seem like quite a lot for a 19-year-old right back, but Celtic desperately, desperately need a right back. And if this guy can come in and replace the right back that Celtic have needed for the last two years, then I think he will be a good signing. Jeremy Frimpong left the club sort of, out of the blue last season and Celtic just did not have a replacement there for him so it's better to get this guy in on a permanent signing than getting another John Joe Kenny in on loan and just having nobody at the end of the season as well so I think there's room for improvement there for Brandon Soppy if he does sign you want to get that transfer over the line as quick as possible so we can get in start working with Ange as quick as possible and get up to speed with the game plan and what he wants to implement so I think Brandon Soppy the likelihood of that transfer is probably high because Celtic need a right back but whether or not they can get it over the line it is good news for them that he rejected that extended contract so that means he generally probably does want to leave Rennes and with one year left in his contract, Rens would rather sell him now than lose the money that they would lose at the end of the next season by not selling him now. So I think that would be a likely signing and it would probably be a good signing having not seen a lot of him and again, very limited data. So I'm not going to go out and limb and say he's going to be an absolute success, but I do think he definitely models as a player that Celtic should be looking at, at least. So I think Brandon Sopity Celtic would be a decent signing. On last week's Monday Agenda, it was reported that Celtic had knocked back a bid for Chris Ryer from Norwich. This week, it is that they have knocked back a bid from Brentford. The bid is said to be worth £12 million plus £3 million in add-ons, and Celtic have rejected that in the hope that they're going to get £20 million. £20 million seems to be the fee that Celtic are looking for. That's reported widely in all the newspapers. And it seems a bit steep, but also if you compare it to some of the transfers that have gone on in the Premier League, 20 million for a player the standard of Chris Ryer isn't actually that much. I do think Celtic need to be a little bit more creative here with the fee. Maybe it's 15 million plus 5 million add-ons over the course of three to four seasons. They're not going to get 20 million up front for Chris Ryer. That's not, number one, how deals work anymore. Plus, I don't think a club is going to spend 20 million on Chris Ryer, especially a club like Brentford, who have a really good scouting network and they'll move on really quickly to a player that's not Chris Ryer if Celtic don't take this bid. So I think 12 million plus 3 million add-ons is a tiny bit lower than what I would expect for Chris Ryer. I would expect it to be 15 million plus 3 million to 4 million in add-ons. Now, Chris Ryer is a 23-year-old who's going to have a bright, bright future ahead of him. You can also bet on his future. You could have, say, 12 million, 13 million plus whatever percentage of the sell-on fee because if he goes for a fee like Virgil van Dijk, I'm not saying he's going to, but if he does go for a fee that's in the range of 60 million in the future, Celtic should be getting a windfall from that as well. So they need to be a bit more creative in how they're getting the numbers here. But this falls into the issue that I think has been at Celtic. And it's something I've brought up multiple times on this channel is that Celtic don't plan ahead far enough for this situation. It seems like Celtic are holding off on this Chris Ryer uh, transfer in the hope that they will have a replacement in Mario Vuskovic or Karl Starfeld coming into the club. they though, Both those days have stalled. It seems like they are waiting on Chris Ryer's replacement to come to the club before they actually sell Chris Ryer on. 
and I've said this already, Chris Ryer's replacement should have been at the club last season. When you're operating the club in such a manner that you are selling these players off, you're betting on their future, you're betting on their progression. Celtic should have been betting on Chris Ryer leaving the club. It should not have been the arrogance that they have with the likes of Dembele, with the likes of Edward, with the likes of Chris Ryer, that they want to stay at the club forever. They won't. They want to play at the highest possible level and Celtic can't offer them that at the minute. Celtic don't play consistently enough in the Champions League for that to be a bargaining position. So they need to bet on these players' future. They need to take a gamble and think, yes, we'll, we'll go, we're going to have 15 million, 20 million coming in for Chris Ryer next season. So we'll bring his replacement into the club now because we know where that money is going to come. However, now they have let Chris Ryer's bargaining position fall into his hands. He has one year left in his contract. So he can either run down that contract and leave the club for free or he can leave now. And that means you sell him on for a, a reduced fee. So this is where Celtic are falling down at the minute. They need to have their replacements in quicker. And that brings me on to the third thing that I want to talk about on the Monday agenda this week. And that's the lack of transfers coming into the club. And a lot of people are panicking saying, you know, Celtic aren't in a position to play against Michelin next se- next week. And that they need replacements in really quickly. They need to get the transfers over the line. Even if Mario Vuskovic and Karl Starfeld come into the club right now, even throw the likes of Soppy into that estimation, if they're all at the club by the end of the week, they're still not playing against Michelin because they haven't been ingrained into the club. They barely met ons. They don't know what the philosophy is. They don't know what the style of play is. And the players who have been playing preseason all do. So is Ange Postacoglu going to take a bet on all three of his new signings coming in and just betting in straight away, knowing how to play their style of football and knowing what their game plan is about. No, he's not. So the transfers, which were always going to be difficult this summer, by the way, but you need to have them done before the Euros, before all the players go off and play in this major tournament and before we're a week away from the Champions Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The qualifiers. This is the issue, and it's a unique issue to Celtic that a club of this size have to get their deals done and over the line before they get to July because they are playing in these massive Champions League qualifiers and it's a difficult draw now. It's going to keep getting more difficult for Celtic and they need to be more prepared. They need to be more prepared for these big games. And we kind of joked on the huddle breakdown last season that Celtic could be starting in the Champions League this season with a back three of Ralston, Welsh and Beton. And that actually could be a reality next week against Michelin that Celtic could genuinely be starting with Anthony Ralston playing right back and Welsh playing centre-back with near Beaton. Because we're so unprepared for the possibility that we don't have the signings coming in. So this is our starting lineup in one of the biggest games. Because Celtic need this Champions League to com- continue to progress. I mean, if Celtic don't get the Champions League, does that mean that the Vuskovic transfer falls through or the Starfelt transfer falls through because Celtic don't have that extra money coming in to fund these transfers? That's the issue, and it's it's becoming worrying at Celtic. And I'm I'm not trying to scaremonger. I'm not trying to be negative because I think overly the, the over the last couple of weeks it has been a quite quite a positive atmosphere around Celtic. But it is this lack of preparedness at Celtic that I, I just don't think they're on the ball at all. Nothing really seems to change. It took them too long to get a manager. Now, if if Celtic lose Odson Edward, for example, which I expect them to lose him at in, in at some stage in this transfer window. Celtic only have Albion Ajeti to play off front because Lee Griffiths is just not an option for me at all at any stage, even before any of the stuff came out about him. Albion Ajeti is Celtic's only striker that I trust to play up front. What happens if he gets injured? They need a striker coming in. They need a right back coming in. That seems to be coming in. They need a centre back to replace Chris Ryer. All of this should be done already and it's just not. And that's what makes me worried going in for the rest of the summer. And it, I, I'm not, I do believe that Celtic will have a centre-back by the start of the season, by the start of the, the Scottish League. But that's just not good enough. Celtic need to have this centre-back in place so that he's playing in the first Champions League qualifier and Celtic are able to put their best foot forward for the start of the season. Champions League is the only thing I really look forward to when it comes to Celtic. And Celtic just don't get to it often enough. Scottish League is brilliant. It's great to win the league. It's great to win the domestic cups. But you want to test yourself against Europe. You want Celtic to be going away in Europe and have those big European nights in Celtic Park. That's what you want. And I just don't believe that Celtic are going to be capable capable of getting past Michelin next week. I just don't. Not the way that the, the squad has been put together and not the way that the transfer dealings have been done. So just to finish on a positive note, the preseason game so far, two wins from two, Sheffield Wednesday 3-1, and Charlton Athletic 2-1 as well. Watched both of these games, didn't watch the Charlton game in full, but I watched the Sheffield Wednesday game in full. And there are some positives, and I'm, again, I want to stress this is preseason. This is not the Bible, this is not what Celtic are going to look at, like in November. But 
there are some positive signs. There's some clear signs that on just coming in and implementing his philosophy. And we're getting to see firsthand what he wants his team to do. First thing first, he definitely wants his team to implement a high press. All three goals came against Sheffield Wednesday from a high press. And that's what you want to see Celtic doing. This is modern football. High press, pressing the ball, counter press as soon as you lose the ball. Urgide mentioned that in one of the press conferences. That as soon as they lose the ball, the mindset is not drop back. The mindset is straight away put pressure on the opposition and if Celtic can get the players in place to do that, then that's going to be a really effective way of playing football against Scottish sides. That's what you want Celtic to be doing. Another positive is that a lot of the younger players have been getting a lot of minutes in these preseason games, as is the norm when it comes to these. It's their chance to shine. It's their chance to lay down a marker, see if they're good enough for first-team football. Karamoko Dembele impressed really well against Charlton. I thought he was excellent. He seems to have shot up a bit as well. But in terms of his dribbling ability, in terms of, for a player his size, he does hold off defenders quite well. He sticks out his bum like a couple of other players and his dribbling ability is really good. Obviously a danger when he gets into the box as well. So I think he is a player I want to see more of as he progresses through his career. And I'm weary that players of his ability that break through the team really early like he did almost never really make it for first team football because that you know the stardom that comes with it all the pressure that comes with the playing at 15 and how good people think you're going to be but I think he has progressed nicely and he's a player you need to give minutes to otherwise he will get frustrated like last season and his development will stunt you can't stunt his growth he needs first team football to continue to develop and he might not be good enough but we will never know if he's not good enough, unless he gets minutes. So I want to see him playing a bit more under Ange, and I think he impressed enough under Charlton, or against Charlton rather, to show that he might be a potential substitute at least, or a good squad player to have during this season. Another player that impressed me was Adam Montgomery, and he's in a position where he can really bomb on and really cement his place in the Celtic team as a sub or as a starting player as well, because that's a weakness for Celtic at left back and I think he's good enough. He seems to be good enough at least for the limited amount of time that he's got as a first team player. But I mean, if you're comparing positions, the likes of, you know, Callum McGregor, David Turnbull, all these players have cemented their place in the team. Greg Taylor, for me, I don't think has and Celtic haven't brought in a left back to show that that place is not there for Adam Montgomery to take if he wants to take it. Interesting enough, Barkas seemed to be playing quite far up against Charlton Athletic. He was playing almost as a CDM at times. And that's what you want to see in particular games. You don't want to see him doing that in a high-pressure zone. But against smaller teams where Celtic are pushing up high, if he's acting as that almost sweeper role, as opposed to just sitting in his box and doing nothing, then he can progress Celtic on the press. Once they win the ball back, he's forward enough in the pitch that he can actually start up the the, the move. So I think Barkas was definitely more impressive than Scott Bain. I think in general, Barkas's distribution is better than Bain's. And in general, I just want to see what he can do over the course of more than three games in a row this season. I want to see him playing. I want to see what he's like. I want to see, did we get value for money when we actually signed him? Because he didn't get enough time last season for me to see whether or not he's good enough for Celtic. So I want to see if he is. So that's the takeaways from the two preseason games as well. I, I'm going to stress that it was preseason again. This is not the Bible. We don't know if Celtic are actually going to play anyway or if any of the players are actually going to start but Liam Shaw is definitely a player that I do think is going to start he seemed to be really solid really good in midfield just 
straight away going in and acting as if he's a player that belongs in that team. So that's what you want to see from your signings. You want to see them betting in really quickly. I think Liam Shaw has done that. So I've been really impressed with him. What did you think of the preseason games? What do you think of the transfer issues at the minute at Celtic Football Club? Let me know in the comments below and do subscribe to the channel if you're watching and you do like the videos. Hit a like as well. It helps more people see them as well. I'll be back again with the Monday agenda next week. The Huddle Breakdown is back this Wednesday. So we're going live at 4.30. So we'll be sort of reviewing the first two preseason games and also previewing the game against Bristol City as well. So stay tuned for that. 4.30 on Wednesday, the Huddle Breakdown is back. The Monday Agenda is back next week as well. We'll chat to you later.